Good morning, everybody, or very nearly good afternoon here on the East Coast. This is Equity Monday. I am Alex. It is November 1st of 2021, and I'm sorry the show is late today. That's on me. I had a couple of appointments this morning, but this should be the very last time that a Monday show comes to you this late. So we're sorry, but also we're moving on. All right. Looking around the world of money, let's talk about the stock market. European stocks were up nicely to start the month. Asian stocks were mixed and American shares were also mixed, but tech stocks are up a little bit. Good news there. SaaS and cloud, looking at that one particular niche in the larger technology world, are up a little bit back near all-time records. And if you're a crypto fan, good news. Cryptos on the major side are up a hair this morning, but nothing really to write home about. And now let's talk about some big news. Kicking off with some big technology news this morning, the Financial Times finds that major social platforms, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, owned by Snap, Twitter, Facebook, and Alphabet, respectively, have lost around $10 billion in revenue thanks to Apple's App Tracking Transparency, or ATT, policy. Now, what is ATT? Well, it essentially forces apps to get permission to track and use user data. And here's the thing. Doesn't this feel like it's the way it should have been from the start? Like, why is this only happening now? So when I think about this $10 billion number of, quote, lost revenue, it's not really lost per se, but more like almost like revenue that was ended before it could have been earned. I mean, getting permission just makes sense. Defaulting to no consumer privacy is perhaps a pro Facebook and kind of the stance of the technology industry in general, but it's not very pro consumer. And as a consumer, I care about that. Here's a question, though. Does this change, the HET policy on iOS, make Android a more attractive platform for developers now? And if so, does that change the stance of many technology startups to kind of pivot away from iOS first or maybe even iOS only stance to be more inclusive of Google's operating system? I don't know, but it's going to be very interesting to track that. And from the Chinese technology market, we have some news about 996. It is finally being chipped away at by major tech companies in the country. Now, what is 996? Well, it was the policy of working from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. That's a lot. Now, 996 was previously something that American VCs were kind of wax poetic about because they thought it was awesome. Look at all of these workers working so much. Google employees don't work this much. You get so much value from your dollar over there. Well, yeah, sure. And it was great. You know, tech companies got to hire one person and work them essentially as hard as two people. And maybe that lowered their cost basis and so forth. But the uh, the price of those working hours were, I don't know, a big dose of human misery. Now, ByteDance, famous here in the States as the parent company of TikTok, is ending the policy. Its new working conditions, according to the Post, will be 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., five days a week, or what people are calling 1075 on Weibo over in China. Of course, Weibo is kind of the Chinese Twitter, if you will. And 1075 makes sense. 10 a.m. to 7 a.m., five days a week, 1075. Essentially, 996 was abusive, and the value created from that policy was concentrated in the hands of corporate owners and capital managers. So sure, this change isn't going to be popular with the avaricious set, but I mean, my gosh, it's a good thing. Expect other companies in the country to follow slowly, because who doesn't want free labor? But I think this is the new direction for Chinese technology labor. And from big tech, also some news from Dell, a company we don't talk about too much here on equity, let alone over a tech wrench really at all. But the Dell VMware spinoff has finally happened. According to Dell on October 29th, Dell Technology shareholders will receive 0.440626 of a share of VMware Class A common stock for each share of Dell Technologies common stock held. So essentially, if you own Dell stock, you now also own some VMware stock. Congratulations. If you do not care about the long-winded, debt-ridden history of Dell and VMware, uh, that's fine. 
Essentially, Dell owned a lot of a very valuable asset, and now it doesn't. And Dell shareholders get a bunch of that, and everyone's pretty happy, is my read. And thinking about big tech companies, well, let's talk about some recent IPOs. I'm keeping track of a couple. Rent the Runway is down yet again today, struggling after its relatively strong IPO pricing injected quite a lot of cash into the clothing rental company. Since then, its shares have largely fallen. And Robinhood not doing fantastically. After its relatively nasty earnings report the other week, Robinhood rose a huge consumer boom in trading activity with an especial focus on making quite a lot of money off crypto in recent quarters. And then those trading revenues dampened. And so did the company's revenue. And uh, well, its losses went up. Not great. And then also Udemy is up after losing some ground last week. The Udemy IPO was an important plank in the larger EdTech exit profile, and it didn't have the world's best first day. But today it's up a little bit. That's got to be good news for EdTech fans around the world. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about startups. We have three chunks of startup news for you this morning, each of which is interesting and different. We're going to start with the Digital Currency Group, or DCG, if you're in the know. It just put a $700 million round together at a $10 billion valuation. So what the hell is DCG? Well, it owns some stuff that you're familiar with. Coindesk, for example, a media company that's focused on the crypto space. It owns Grayscale. I think it owns the wallet Luna as well. Anyways, it's kind of a collection of things in the crypto space, if you will. SoftBank, Capital G, and Ribbit put money into the round, according to Crypto Express. And my read is that this is just yet another simply massive round for a startup, a unicorn really, working in the larger cryptocurrency space. The company now joins FTX as a decacorn. Recall, of course, that FTX is an exchange startup in the crypto space that raised several rounds this year, the latter valuing it at around a $25 billion valuation. So DCG, $10 billion, FTX, $25 billion, and Coinbase, for reference, as of this morning, is worth $88 billion. Now, I bring up the Coinbase comparison not just to say that, oh, look, it's much larger than FTX, even with its large valuation, but just to point out that Coinbase shares have appreciated around 50% since their September lows. And that means that there's quite a lot of public and private market enthusiasm for crypto companies today. So if you are a crypto fan, again, the wind is blowing in your favor. Next up from the world of construction tech, a huge chunk of startup activity that our own Mary Ann Azevedo works on. Of course, Mary Ann should be well known to everyone listening to this because she is one of our co-hosts on the Friday episode of Equity. Regardless, she writes that Mosaic Building Group, a Phoenix, Arizona-based construction tech startup, has raised a $44 million Series B funding round led by, and this is a new firm to me, Peak State Ventures. I don't know them. Regardless, Mosaic Software and Team serve as a tech-enabled general contractor for production-scale residential development projects, or in other words, Marianne writes, the company helps manage construction infrastructure in what it says is an effort to free up real estate developers to focus on things like land acquisition, sales, marketing, and architecture. Essentially, it takes some of the overhead, the intellectual strain out of building residential properties, which may lead to lower prices, more construction, and all other sorts of good things. Elsewhere in startup land, When I Work just raised $200 million. That's When I Work. Three words, name of the company. No quotes, no italics, just When I Work. What is it? Well, it's business software for the hourly worker. It's a messaging service that allows hourly workers employed by a business to grab shifts, trade shifts with colleagues, let management and maybe other staffers know when they can't make a shift, that sort of thing. Our own Ingrid London covered its $200 million round. I'm just going to keep saying that number. $200 million. We've become so blasé to startups raising nine figures, but that's a lot of money. Anyways, Microsoft has also made an effort to better support frontline workers in its own Microsoft Teams product. So really, this is not just a startup trend that we're seeing here. We're seeing a lot of companies really work to bring software to more folks. 
I really think that everyone in the world's going to get software made for their vertical or task or activity because it just brings such productivity gains to an individual that every business is going to want to invest in it. And that's bullish for startups. And we're going to close out a little bit briefly today because I was so massively tardy to recording this for you. But some notes about the week. Allbirds, the, I don't know, D2C Silicon Valley favored wool shoe company, is set to price its IPO tomorrow and trade on Wednesday. We will have lots of coverage about that. And also NerdWallet, the online financial recommender content play, will price its own IPO on Wednesday and trade Thursday. So a two IPO week at the minimum. And we are still waiting to hear from a number of other companies. We know that NewBank has dropped a private F1 filing. So we're waiting to see the public version of that. Frankly, very excited about that one. Also, Backblaze needs to price. Paytm is in the wings for India. There's really quite a lot of companies from around the world. They're going to put off big offerings in the next couple of months, and we want to see the damn numbers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our massively delayed show. Don't forget, you can keep up with Equity on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. You can also follow myself, where I tweet under the handle at Alex, because I'm not very creative, it turns out, when it comes to picking in my own handles for social networks. Regardless, we'll talk to you soon. We're back Wednesday morning. We're back Friday morning. Hugs, we're out of here. 